You know, the culture is actually damn good. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Hey, where y'all at? This is Trafalgar Square. Mr. and Mr. North of South American, all the ships at sea, let's go to press. Have you been drinking? It was a good show, huh? During the workday, when you feel possessed by amorous intent, may I suggest that you suppress it? Hey! 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 Hey, how you doing? Let's get in the conference room. I would like to invite everyone into the conference room. I would like to have a meeting in the conference room right now. I know for a fact that nobody in the Parks Department reads letters. Does everybody have to be crazy today? Now get me Sabian! Runners lead first and second to pitch. Swing it away, drive it to center field, a base hit. Robles to third, it gets by Ponce to the wall. Robles coming in to score. And an opening day, Curly W is in the box. They're mobbing Juan Soto out there, second base. The Nationals come from behind. They have beaten the Braves 6-5. to five. Unbelievable. Soto's first hit of the year is a walk-off game winner. And the SportsJourney.com radio network is back on the air. That's a hell of a way to start the year for Juan Soto, huh? Great to see the Nats back on the field. Charlie Slows and Dave Jagler back in the booth. Welcome to the show, everybody. Bob Matthews here with you. Yeah, we've been we've been taking it easy for the last few weeks. You know, that's the great thing about a podcast is when you get into the grind season, you can you know you can kind of play it as it lies, uh, but. We have gotten through February. We have now gotten through March. The NCAA tournament is over. Congratulations to Baylor taking down the undefeated Gonzaga team. And now, oh man, oh man, I mean, it's it's on now because opening day last week, the Nats finally opened yesterday after the COVID, the contract, contact t- uh, tracing and all that. So they had a week's delay. They are, as we go to press here, in the midst of an honest-to-God, legit doubleheader with the Braves uh, after winning last night. They lose the first game of it today. Check your local listings to see how they wound up there on the second game. Washington football team getting ready for the draft. You have no doubt followed the signing since Fitzmagic. Curtis Samuels, a great signing for them. They strengthen the defensive backfield as well. So things are going well for them. Uh, so what are we doing today? Well, as always, this time of year, we are we are into the home stretch now of the Capitals regular season. We got about six weeks to go so before the playoffs start. So we got to talk us some pucks. Caps lose last night to the Islanders by a score of one to nothing. So let's go ahead and set the table for you as to what's going on. So standing-wise, the Caps and Isles are now in a flat-ass tie for first place in the Mass Mutual East. Both of them with 54 points and both of them with identical records as well. Capitals are still in first place, you know, in the standings, if you look at it. Why, I, I have absolutely no idea. 
but at, at the very least, probably because of the goals scored, uh, they've got 132, the Islanders 118. But here's the deal. 39 games in, Capitals 25-10-4 and four for 54 points. Islanders 25-10-4 and four for 54 points. Both teams four points ahead of Pittsburgh. The Penguins have cooled off just a little bit after being red hot. They've now lost two straight. Boston has the fourth spot in the East right now. That last playoff spot with 46 points, the Flyers have really gone into the tank lately. Then the Rangers, five points back of Boston on the outside looking in. And the cap schedule doesn't get doesn't get easy uh, as we head down the stretch. So here's what they've got in April after that road trip. And we're going to talk about that in just a minute. Uh, they come home to play, uh, let's see, they come home to play uh, the Bruins tomorrow night, Thursday the 8th, then it's off to Buffalo. Uh, Friday night, so you get a back-to-back there. And then after that, they go to Boston on Sunday. Come home for home games against the Flyers and Sabres, back on the road against Philadelphia and the Bruins, on the road against the Islanders twice, the 22nd and 24th, then home games against the Islanders and Penguins to finish out the month of April. As for May, they then play Pittsburgh again May 1st, Go on the road to play the Rangers for two games, then home. Close out the season with three three straight home games, Philly twice, and then the Bruins. Uh, it's a bit of a harder schedule than the Islanders have and a couple of the other teams behind them. But, you know, that's just the way it is. Nobody is going to feel sorry for you. you got to go out and you got to win those games. So where do things stand after last night as far as how this team you know, looks right now. Well, after having a few games with some shaky goaltending, Vitek Vanacek was brilliant last night against the Islanders. Uh, Stopped, uh, what, I think it was 38? Was it 38? No, 34. Had 30, no, he did have 38. I was right. Those are even strength that were 34. Got to learn how to read the stat sheet better, Bob. 38 to 39 saves last night. Gave up one goal. Unfortunately, that one goal to Brock Nelson with about six minutes and 55 seconds left in the game was a difference maker as the Caps lose one to nothing last night. Let's go inside the locker room, get you your exclusive locker room access. I know you've been pining away for it for weeks now, as always. Sponsored by One Life Fitness. Go to OneLifeFitness.com. Get yourself a free day pass to any one of One Life Fitness's locations in Virginia, Maryland, and D.C. Up first, head coach Peter Laviolette on Vanacek's play last night, which was pretty darn good. You know, the first, uh, the first, uh, I think the the edge probably went to them. I liked the way we played the second period. It seemed like we climbed back in it a little bit. Um, it was tight, not a lot of room. Um, and then in the third period, they were, I thought that early on, they, they had a few chances early on in the first three or four minutes, maybe had five or six shots on net. Some of them were, uh, real good looks. And then I thought they had another five or six towards the end of the period when we were pressing, they caught us off the rush a couple of times as we're trying to, you know, get back into it when it's six minutes to go in the game. So, um, you know, it was one of those tight games. They, they got one by, and, and we weren't able to. VTech kind of hold you in there in the third, especially? Or? Yeah, I thought he made some big saves. Um, like I said, that at the beginning, it was a, you know, there was a couple scrambles in the first three or four minutes and um, gave him a couple of good opportunities. He made some big saves, and he certainly made some big saves off the rush. Um, so, yeah, he gave us an opportunity. 
Yep, just couldn't cash in last night. But hopefully uh, that's the sign of some good things to come a little bit later in the year. The thing we don't know about this team is how is it going to fare against the rest of the league? I mean, I know everybody has got those that same problem because you're just playing within your division. But when you got two rookie goaltenders that you are depending on to take you deep into the playoffs, that makes it a little bit more problematic. And that's not to say that rookie goaltenders can't win a cup. We've seen it happen before. Hell, Jordan Bennington won one with the St. Louis Blues just two years ago. But you really rather, you know, know what you're getting. All right, uh, let's talk about this trip in general. Um, And it was not a good one. Uh, losing losses to the Rangers and the Islanders sandwiched around those wins against the Devils. We asked Lars Eller what he thought about it, and he said, bottom line, it could have been better, but then again, they got their job done. Um, I think we we did our job against Jersey. Uh, we got out of there with two wins, and I just think the other games, uh, all New York games, we didn't really – play up to the level we're capable of. Um, so, uh, yeah, just, yeah, we didn't hit, didn't hit our stride. Uh, weren't good enough, basically. We could, we could be better than we showed in those three games. Might've been a little bit of fatigue setting in. They've been playing every other day without an extended break for a while here. Uh, and, Peter Laviolette said, you know, this was a long road trip. Guys are tired. And at this point, you can kind of maybe chalk it up to that rather than something that could be a fatal flaw in the postseason. You know, it's a uh, it's a lot of games, so it's hard to just paint a brush and say this or say that. <clears throat> there were some games I thought were good, um, some that I thought we were, you know, we could have been better. So there's... Um, I guess it's mixed, mixed emotions, mixed feelings. Yeah. A large Eller, same way said, Hey, look guys, this is the, uh, it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. No need to freak out just because they went two and three on a road trip. Uh, no, I'm not worried. Um, nothing's going to be perfect. Right. I mean, I was getting questions, you know, when we were, when we had one, uh, seven in a row, whatever it was. And, or eight of nine that you know are we are we too good too early and now we're, we lose a couple of games and you know so you can always find something that's people are always looking for something that's wrong with the team right um i'm not worried i'm very well aware of of how good this team is capable of, of being um and uh you know these two games or these uh, these three games these losses on these road trip we just gotta uh, learn from it and be be better next time. Um, you know, it's team teams we we may face later on, and uh, like I said, we we better learn from it because we do got we have better. Here's the here's the reason: if you want to worry, you can worry about it, and that's because this team really hasn't played a full sixty minutes yet this year. Now, a lot of that is due to the fact that they have also been scoring goals in bunches, and they have been going into the third period a lot of times up 5-1, to 5-2. to two. It's human nature to let your foot off the gas a little. It could be that, and if you want to chalk it up to this, this is a veteran team that's conserving energy. It knows what it has to do to win games, and it's getting itself ready for the playoffs. And you kind of have to give them the benefit of the doubt on that one. 
And if you want to know why, it's because of that banner hanging up at the Rafters Capital One Arena that says 2018 Stanley Cup Champions. It's a veteran group, oldest team in the league. It knows when it needs to go balls out, and it knows when it can cruise. They know how to turn it on and off. That's the mark of a championship veteran team. Now, whether that translates into a championship or not this year, we'll find out in a couple of months. All right, Mick and the Clock on the Wall say we got to get on out of here. Remember, you can listen to us at sportsjourney.com. Also, download us on the iHeartRadio Network, as well as Spotify, Podbean, iTunes, or wherever fine podcasts are sold. Have you a good one. Caps play again on Thursday. Remember, like the wise man once said, if you're out on your bike tonight, as always, you wear white.